You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, greetings once again from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. It's Friday, August the 2nd, 2019, and this is your Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us once again this fine Friday to wrap things up is Eric Sprott himself. Eric, good morning. Hey, Craig, uh, good to be here. Had a, we're having a great week so far, and it looks like it'll close off, close up pretty good, so many many things to chat about. Certainly do have many things to chat about. And hey, before we get started, just a quick thank you to all uh, all of our friends that came up to Vancouver and visited the Sprott Natural Resource Symposium, but also stopped by the Sprott Money booth. We met a lot of nice, fun people. We sold a lot of precious metal, and it was great experience, I think, for everybody involved. So thank you, everybody, for stopping by to visit with us. And don't forget now, though, there are always deals on the Sprott Money page. Be sure to check us out. Uh, now's the time to be adding metal to your stack. No doubt about that. So, of course, SprottMoney.com and 888-861-0775. In terms of now being a great time, Eric, let's just dive right in. We had the news this morning, the U.S. jobs report. Not only was the supposedly great number of last month revised significantly downward, but the details of today's report were no good either. What, uh, what do you think about uh, the news today? Well, basically, the report was weak. I mean, everyone, the, the expectation was 165. It came in at 164. That's no big deal. Uh, wages were up 0.3 in the month, so that's 3.6. So it's a little bit more inflation, which I guess is good for the worker. But the thing that's bad for the worker is the average work week was down 0.3 hours. Now, people may not think that's much. That's almost 1% the number of hours that the average person works, which means that collectively everyone made 1% less and they made 0.3% more per hour, but they worked 1% less time. So that's not a very constructive number in terms of the total paychecks uh, that were issued. Uh, and as you pointed out, I mean, the, the revisions to to the jobs, uh, we lost a total of 40,000 jobs from the first, from the last two months. So, I mean, if you took them off the 164, you're net 124, which is kind of weak, I'd say. That's something, the beating that we took four weeks ago today, because allegedly uh, the U.S. economy created 224,000 jobs uh, back in June, and then they revised that down to 193. Um, but that, that always seems to get forgotten at the end, doesn't it? Yeah, it's amazing how many data points get revised, and they always get revised lower. Yeah. And, of course, the disgusting thing for you and I is that when they come out with these numbers, the cabal uses it to slam the gold price. Yep. Uh, which we have to put up with, and ultimately we've recovered here. And, in fact, I might just go right on to something else. I mean, I'm looking at the some of the physical attributes of the precious metals here. And, you know, for example, we had central banks buy 224 tons of gold in the second quarter. Well, that's that's nine hundred annualized. That's uh, a quarter, almost almost a quarter of all the uh, the gold that's available. And I might point out that about a decade ago, these guys used to sell six hundred tons uh, a year, and now they're buyers of let's call nine. That's a fifteen hundred ton change in a market that hasn't grown much, like hasn't changed much from four thousand tons. So how how that happens, I don't know. We have the ETFs piling in. The ETFs bought 126 tons of gold. ETFs bought 126 tons in June. Oh, my God. 
I, last year, I think the ETS might have disposed of, I'm, I'm making up this number, but let's say 250 tons. Imagine if you annualized 126, that's uh, 1,400 tons of net new buying versus 250 tons that, that they supplied last year. There's a 1,600 ton delta in a 4,000 ton market. Is it any wonder that they can't get that they can't get the fake price of gold down in the COMEX? Yeah, because the physical buyers keep coming in, and same with silver. They keep trying to knock it down. Their uh, short position keeps going up. And uh, and we just march on here, and I, I think we're essentially at a crossroads where it looks like there's one asset class that's working, well, two, the bonds are working and gold is, is working, but uh, the shares here may come under some pressure because the, I don't think the economy is nearly as strong as has been suggested, and that's why we have rate cuts, so, and the certain people. That I follow, a fellow named Christopher Mullion, who's been very good on the gold price. You know, we might be close to a market break here. He's also suggesting we could get some kind of parabolic move in uh, in the gold price, which, of course, would be more than welcome to all our listeners. Uh, maybe up to like seventeen fifty here, not too far down the line. There will be, if it happens, there'll be a lot of opportunity in in the uh, gold and precious metal space. Eric, two, two things uh, that you just mentioned that uh, came to my mind. Did you see the story this week about this, uh, the European Central Banks not renewing their agreement from 1999 to coordinate their gold sales? <laughs> you, obviously, nobody's selling yeah. gold, but did you attach any significance no. to that? Well, I, I think there is a significance to it that, you know, probably some of them want to become buyers. I think most of those banks that signed that accord, I think there were only 11 banks, you know, maybe the odd one wants to buy, and they're looking at this agreement they have, and they, maybe under the agreement they can't buy gold. But, you know, th- there's such a plethora of uh, central banks buying, it makes other central banks think about it. How can how can you let 11 guys buy it and you're nowhere? You know, what are you thinking? What, what, how are you handling your job here? Yeah. So it could be that other banks uh, want to come into the game here. That's what I'm hoping. But it it's significant in the sense that, uh, you won't have meetings where they're all deciding how much you're going to pound the price of gold down. So that's encouraging. Well, and the other thing that came to mind then, too, is you mentioned silver. And I, we probably should address the underperformance of silver. Because, again, here this week, I mean, gold's up more than 1%, uh, 1.5% really as we speak, and, and pushing towards 1450 while silver's down again. Um I've been telling folks on my side, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised to see the gold-silver ratio go to a hundred before silver finally breaks out. <laughs> what do you, what do you think uh, is, is, I mean, besides the obvious, the the, the banks yeah. uh, restraining price and, and controlling the market, uh, what else is holding yeah. back silver? Well, I, first of all, I think nothing's going to hold back silver. Okay, silver got up to sixteen fifty probably three days ago, and then we have this. Uh, the Fed rate cut, where all of a sudden the price of gold and silver goes down, silver more than gold. But we're coming right back up again. I'm absolutely convinced silver is going to be the star of the show here. In fact, I saw a data point that suggested that 2,000 tons went into ETFs in July. 2,000 tons. Wow. We mine about 2,200 tons in a month. 2,200. And 2,000 tons went into ETFs. You know what? I'll guarantee you it didn't go into ETFs. It's fake silver that went into the ETFs. There's no way that you could mobilize the purchase of 2,000 tons of gold 
to go into ETFs. Yes, people not think they're buying it, but I don't. I would guess that the silver is not there. And, but it just sh- shows you, you know, the universality of uh, people being interested. And I think it's not mo- mostly coming in the U.S. I think a lot of it's really offshore. And and now that we all see what gold and silver are doing, and gold's potentially breaking out here, uh, silver will not be far behind. And I think you're going to see an even bigger tsunami into these ETFs. And I don't know how they're going to hold it back. I mean, you can almost sense there's going to be a force majeure here, you know, that the CME will come out and say, okay, fine, fine, there's no silver, there never was any silver. We're just going to settle at some dollar value, and the dollar value will be, uh, let's say, 1650 or something, and then we're all out of here. So we'll see. Uh, all right, my friend, an interesting week uh, in all of the mining shares as well. Uh, I know we the, the the you prepped us a little bit for the earnings release for Kirkland Lake, which came out earlier this week. What else was on your radar this yeah. week? Well, let me just talk to the earnings. I suggested they could be something like forty-five cents. They came out at fifty, uh, but uh, three cents of that. My my uh, er- error was that they changed a uh, write-off of exploration policy, which benefited them to three cents in the quarter. I think there was a little change in the depletion policy, which might have added a penny or two. So I really think, you know, on an ongoing basis, or compared to the first quarter, the, the earnings really were around 45 cents. But uh, they spoke very highly about how much their production should be up in the second half. I think there could be some uh, great drill results, like lots of opportunity, both in Australia and Canada. And as I sort of uh, plot out what kind of numbers we could get in the... Uh, subsequent quarters i'm kind of looking around 70 cents is a number that i think should be attainable if they do the kind of production they're suggesting and if the price stays where it is so looks pretty good there uh, i have a couple of other companies that uh, did some transactions in recently uh, one of them is the uh, tudor they announced a uh, a very big uh, step out hole um it was uh, something like uh 700 meters of yeah, 770 meters of 0.68 gold with the upper portion 250 meters of 1.2 grams of gold uh that was a very very good hole uh, it was a big step out 150 meter step out creates huge increases in tonnage and they're they're going out further so fingers crossed on the next hole uh i also participated in a small issue for a company called Teuton resources that along with Tudor, Tudor owns sixty uh, percent of Treaty Creek, and, and Tudor owns twenty. Uh, so they're going to be pulled along um, with Tudor, uh, and they have uh, they have an NSR on it and the twenty percent. So it's I think it's fairly inexpensive stock. I've been buying it this week. I bought a small piece of a company called Chesapeake Gold. Uh, that's that purchase was at two twenty five. The previous high was seventeen dollars in twenty eleven. When the price of gold in twenty eleven was the same as the price of gold is today. By the way, the Canadian price of gold is nineteen hundred dollars now. That's a record high in Canadian dollars. In Mexican pesos, where that their deposit is, we're at a record high. So, some of the opportunities are quite stunning here. Uh, in the case of Teuton. I think I paid twenty-two and a half cents, and the previous high was three fifty, three dollars and fifty cents. So I was paying about six percent of its previous high, and we have the same price of gold in Canada, and we have a 
a discovery shaping up something. Oh man, that's how, how do you miss on this? So I think there's, uh, there's lots of opportunities out there. That people want to look around. And, uh, again, one of the things I really do like is silver. And I, we have some other silver things we're working on. Uh, hopefully that, uh, come to fruition that we'll get to talk about uh, next week. We also had a couple of names sent into us this week. You know, we, uh, we take questions from listeners you can always uh, tweet them at us. You can e- email them to us, and uh, we try to get to them each week. And I had a couple of names come in this week. We'll just close by let me lay these on you. If you have any opinion or if you even know of the company, just let me know. We had, yeah. uh, we had a question yeah. about something called Fresneo. Do you know anything about Fresneo? Well, of course I know about it because it's a, a major, if not the largest, uh, silver producer in the world. It could be that some Polish companies are a little bigger than them. Very, very large in Mexico. Uh, I have not been a student of Fresneo, and the only reason I have not been a student of Fresneo is it's because it's so large in market cap that somehow, I, you know, I always prefer small market cap companies to large market cap companies because there's more action there. So I, I don't really have a, an opinion, uh, a qualified opinion on Fresneo, but it's been around a long time and they got great properties. How about First Mining Gold Corp or Mexican Gold Corp? Well, I know First Mining, uh, and I'm a shareholder of it. I bought it when it first came out. Uh, I recently met the management of the company. They have uh, their their mo is to buy properties early and hope that a price change brings them onto the playing field in terms of increasing the value. Mm-hmm. Uh, I suspect that will be happening here with the way gold looks like it wants to charge higher. Um, I, ha- I haven't been a buyer recently, but uh, I-, I own a-, a small piece of the company. And this uh, Mexican... And the other one... Yeah. Yeah, I-, I don't know Mexican Gold Corp, so I-, I can't help you there. And how about something called Lee Gold? You ever heard of that one? Well, I've looked at Lee Gold. Uh, I-, I don't own it. Uh, I, so I really can't comment on it. I just don't have enough information that would be worthwhile. Fair enough. And here's one last question. This comes up uh, quite a bit, actually. Uh, folks often own physical gold and silver. They keep it in their safe or they keep it in a storage account at a quality company like Sprott Money. But what if your assets are tied up in some type of retirement plan? And that's what mo- where most folks have a lot of their assets. Mm-hmm. They're still in their working years and saving in either IRAs in America or RRSPs up in Canada. Uh, yeah, what, yeah. what do folks do that have uh, most of their assets in, in uh, qualified retirement accounts? Well, my understanding is that Sprott Money has arrangements to, to buy gold and silver in RRSPs. Uh, there's also some of the uh, the ETFs that trade out there. For example, the Sprott uh, Physical Bullion Fund, the Sprott uh, Physical Gold Fund uh, that are trade on the... Um, New York and uh, Toronto stock exchanges; those represent ownership of uh, of gold, and there's other ones, of course. So it's 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 a wide open area, as far as I know, uh, that anybody with an RSP can certainly get uh, very very involved in precious metals uh, ownership through certificates of physical gold. And I think Sprott maybe has has Sprott money has an arrangement where you can own the physical product in the RSP. So yep. they should check that out. That's exactly right. And for the person that sent that question in, you just need to go to SprottMoney.com, and you'll find out more details. Or, of course, you can always call us at 888 861 
We will even store your metal for you as well. Uh, physical metal storage, great service. It's brought money, provides six locations around the world. And uh, got to hold that stuff someplace. And if you don't want to hold it in your own vault, then hold it in ours. And we will, of course, protect it very well for you. Eric, my friend, let's see if we can protect these prices for another week. Another up week at this point, it looks like. I look forward to talking to you next Friday and see what the world has in store for us. You know, one of the things, Craig, that we never really uh, discussed was the stunning reversal in gold and silver True. yesterday. Yeah. I mean, that's almost unheard of to go for gold to go down to whatever, 1401 or 1402 and close at 1445. That's unheard of. I mean, you hardly ever see that. And the same with silver. We got well into the 15s and close at the 16. So I think it just, it's a statement about uh, how held together this market is, the, the physical market for gold, not the fake market on COMEX. Uh, but th- and those guys, of course, try to drive it down, and they just got their butts kicked yet again. And let's hope that that's what continues to happen in the ensuing weeks. Let's do this. Let's exactly hope for that. You're right. That was a fantastic reversal yesterday. Not something we're accustomed to seeing. No doubt about that. It was fun. It was fun. Well, you go have a fun weekend, my friend. Okay. All the best to you, Craig. And from all of us here at Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you again next Friday.